0: Coming to you from Scott Romine's personal bat gave. It's Guadney Unplugged, brought to you by Guadney Automotive Group.
1: Hey, Scott Romine here. Hope you're having a great Saturday. We're gonna talk one of my favorite subjects of all times, late model Corvettes. We're talking with Corey Payne. He's with Paragon Performance. They are the guys when it comes to outfitting your C eight Corvette. How are you, Corey?
0: Couldn't be better. We got a lot of snow here, so perfect day to take the Corvette out for a drive. Yes. <laughs>
1: Well, I guess if you have the E-Ray, that's ideal.
0: That's on my, uh, that's on my to-do list. That's going to be dealing my personal car. And, uh, that's the whole reason here in Iowa is that it's all wheel drive. So I'll slap on some Blizzacks on it and have some fun.
1: You know, while we're talking about the E-Ray thing, it's kind of a, is it kind of a weird choice that people now face between going Z06 or going E-Ray? Which one would you go and why?
0: I really think that's based on what the individual is looking to do with the vehicle. Um, I had the opportunity to drive the Z06 at National Corvette Museum uh, via their Z06 driving experience. And the car, in my honest opinion, I track race the Z06, that one segment. And if you took the Corvette flag off the airbag... There is no relevance in knowing that you're in a Corvette anymore, in my honest opinion. (laughs) Um, The handling, the feedback from the exhaust and the engine, the rev points, it's really more of a supercar um, than it is a, as I would say, your kind of old school fashioned Corvette. So for those type of guys that are used to that kind of supercar or track like experience, I think that's going to be a perfect fit for them. While well, the E Ray will still give the people the feeling of being that they're still in a Corvette, um, they just happen to have all we'll wheel drive now.
1: Is that E Ray kind of in that, I guess, grand sport with the, maybe the more the Z06 body? Is that kind of the idea of that, or is there still going to be a grand sport?
0: Um, I think General Motors would miss an opportunity If they don't do a Grand Sport um, I think from a price point It would be really well I think everybody was obviously hoping the Z06 And or the E-Ray would have a starting price At around 90 Um, But then we're pushing that 104 plus So I think General Motors could Utilize the Z06 look With just the Stingray engine It's obviously possible because the E-Ray's there You just take out the electric assist And if they could start that price point at about eighty nine nine I think that would be a great opportunity for General Motors, uh, but maybe they don 't have the time to do it, given that we 're nearing the end technically of what the c a platform probably was originally expected to be. Oh gosh,
1: I love mine. it is the most incredible car i 've ever driven, and I hear stories of Ferrari guys going and buying c 8s is that true <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: i've had a, i've had a handful of customers that have uh, owned multiple ferraris or Lamborghinis or porsches or mclarens and i actually do have a local customer named mark john that uh, he is a performance driving school instructor and i think it was last year they niche all of their mclarens that they had for people to drive and replace them with c8s
1: unbelievable <laughs> it's the american supercar so, so you work yeah. there one of my favorite websites of course is paragon performance the, the accessories you guys make and sell what are the origins of your company
0: so we were never a thing um jeremy the owner of paragon used to do what we're doing for corvettes but for a different manufacturer um on a much larger scale and he founded that business pretty much in his basement um did that for a handful of years uh, sold it off and then was done with that just kind of doing his own personal hobby and everything and then in 2019 when the c8 was released in july he said well guess i can do it again and i know the do's and the don'ts and Um, that's how we were founded. So the the ground was started for our current facility in January of 2020, and then we didn't move in here until May of 2021. Um, But we had his old uh, company, he still had a smaller um, warehouse out of that, and that's where a lot of our old original videos were made out of. Um, Had a white floor instead of a black floor. But that's where Paragon was started, and uh, while this place was being built here in Lockheed.
1: You know, Corey, I'm 49, and to me, it seems like the Corvette C8 was designed and timed to market to that guy that had that Ferrari and Lamborghini on his bedroom wall when he was 16 years old. Is that the Absolutely. idea, or is it bringing an even younger crowd than me? How, what kind of ages are you seeing that are surprising you?
0: Um, I actually get about everybody, which that is, I would say, the surprise. When the C8 first came out, I was working for General Motors, which happened to be right next door to Paragon Performance such a dealership called Kirk Chevrolet. I was there for just over six years as the Corvette service specialist, and I saw a lot of loyalists you know, your C4s, 5, 6, and 7s. So when the C8 came out, there was a lot of controversy on if they were going to buy it, if they didn't. Uh, Or if they wouldn't, if they loved it, if they hate it, you know, it was mid-engine, yada, yada, yada. And I think as the car came out and people actually got their hands on it, I haven't heard of that many guys that don't like this platform anymore. Or if they do not like it, it's because they actually have never sat in one or driven one. Um, So they're just kind of stuck in their ways. But I would say my age group can range from 25 on up to 90. So I've got everyone in between, which I think that was the biggest shocking um, I thought that the clientele that I would have would have been more of the 55 and below, um, but I do have a lot of the loyalists that have upgraded through the years and everything. But I hear their stories that they've owned them since C3 and above. So
1: it's the Elvis Presley of the car world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it really, it's really attracted to everybody, and it's a great platform that they kind of started fresh on for the upcoming generations to. Rather than now having the, I used to have a Lamborghini, Marcielago, and Gallardo on my walls. And I think the kids nowadays growing up may have a C8 on their wall.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I was a Countach guy. I grew up on Miami Vice and testosterone sure. and all that kind of stuff. So this was my obtainable one. I have a 22 and it's <laughs> it's just phenomenal. You guys make all these cool carbon fiber parts that, that really, you know, decorate the interior of these cars, bring it to another level. Can you tell a little bit about, the carbon fiber is, not at all carbon fibers are equal, correct?
0: So, yeah, there's a lot of controversy, misunderstanding on everything when it comes to carbon fiber. Um, one of the biggest things that a lot of people don't understand is most carbon fiber, and I'm not going to say all of it, but most is made overseas. The reason why is because of pollution and just the overall price. Trying to get carbon fiber made here in the USA takes a long time and it costs a lot of money and that's where General Motors um, there is even some General Motors carbon fiber that is outsourced throughout the world that's not all made here in the USA and every manufacturer does that so what we have recognized is there are carbon fiber products that are paragon exclusive and you would know that by looking at the part number it generally starts with ps and paul ps and paul um, that is a manufacturers we worked with two um, that worked with just paragon exclusive products um, that way all the weave and quality is going to be the same mm-hmm. um, then there's manufacturers like we sell that is through ccs and that's where We'll get comments or emails saying, well, you know, I can buy that same product on Amazon or eBay or, you know, joescorvettes.com or stuff like that. And we want to make sure on any of the product that we offer of that manufacturer, whether it's Paragon or CCS, it's all coming out of the same warehouse or manufacturer. So therefore, everything's going to match. Um and I did actually have a local guy from uh Nebraska, his name is Scott came to me and we put on a lot of stuff on his car and he had a lot of Paragon carbon fiber, a lot of CCS carbon fiber. Um but then he did buy something off eBay um just because we were out of stock on it. And it was the steering or not the steering, sorry, the lock overlay buttons for the door opener unlock yeah. and lock. And uh he brought it to me and said, Hey, can you slot these on for us? Yeah, no big deal. And I said, well, I can tell you didn't buy these from me. And I said, said, what do you mean? I said, well, look at the weave. It's totally different. Uh I said, the part is the same. It physically is the same part, the same cut and everything. But here's the weave. And he had no idea. Um, So I said, that's what your difference is. So that's where. You may be able to buy a similar product um, on other markets and everything, but everything we offer is coming out of the same manufacturer, and that's why we keep it under that manufacturer part number of either PP or CCS.
1: Well, obviously, you didn't release all of the interior pieces at once, so there is, I guess, a learning curve or a research and development. How long does it take one of those pieces from conception to market for you guys?
0: So luckily anything that is CCS is generally product that they have already made. So what we do is that we order one at a time um, of either like a black or we are starting to get the red because um, i was had a very high demand on that. So we get one at a time, even if it's something that we offer in regular carbon and they come out with a red or blue, we still order one rather than ordering a very large quantity because we want to test fitment on it. So every single product that we get comes into us in a single quantity and we physically we me um goes out to our shop cars puts it on tests for verified fitment and that's where um, a popular product is the uh, by your window switches the three lts you could get it in carbon fiber uh, but a lot of guys don't so it's silver i've had three or four different revisions sent to us from the same or another manufacturer And I'm not happy with the fitment, so I will not offer that product. Um, And it's something that they're already making in mass volume. So for me to tell them, hey, you need to change A or B, they're not going to do it. So it's just something that we do not offer compared to other individuals are just buying this and selling it. We actually have the means of testing and verifying products. So there's a lot of stuff we do offer, but then there's a lot that I've had, and I have a whole shelf here. Um, with pretty much the entire interior of the car of carbon fiber. And there's a lot that I just won't sell because if I'm not happy with it, I know our clients aren't going to be, and I don't want to deal with that headache.
1: You guys are the go-to on wheel spacers on Corvettes. And pretty much everybody knows that. Would you talk about what is this safe? Uh, Where did this come from and what does it do for you?
0: So the overall doing um as far as why people buy them is because the factory offset on the wheels is and i apologize if i offend anybody but it's horrendous um the wheel sits so far in the cavity especially if you lower the car it's very prompt that they just don't look right so wheel spacers throughout the automotive world is a very popular option um, i have them on my audi i had them on my camaro i've had them on my mustangs my jettas everything i always run wheel spacers on the OEM wheels to make them flush to the fender. So from a cosmetic point of view, most guys do it because it just looks better. It gives yeah. you that kind of more aggressive look. Again, if you are lowering the car, huge big benefit from that. It just looks, it looks right. It looks the way it should have been without having to buy aftermarket wheels. So that's the big selling point of it. If you are happy with your factory wheels, you don't want to spend the two, three, four thousand $4,000 on wheels. And, and then if you need to upgrade your tires, if you go to 2021s, the wheel spacers for the $300 in the most affordable way to make the factory wheels look the way they should have. Um, One of the first products we had actually worked on and started developing, um, we had just started with the measurements on both of our shop cars and then we bought some universal wheel spacers just so we could play around with to see if it was 10 mil or 15 mil or 25 mil. Um, So through a lot of that R&D and then actually even 3D scanning the area, making sure it would be right, we found that the 20 millimeter wheel spacers were the perfect flush fitment. Um, So that was about from start to finish from Pat's 3D scanning and test fitting. That was probably about a year to a year and two or three months from when it was started to when we actually had inventory of it.
1: And it looks so much better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's night and day. Yeah. Most guys come into the shop and they never thought to lower lower the car to wheel spacers and then they'll see a, a car here or two. That have that and i was like you know you're three hundred dollars for the spacers if you have a front lift or az 51 you're another hundred bucks for the front collars and then labor so for less than a thousand dollars your car is going to look night and day difference and that's what pretty much every car that comes in our door does
1: Corey, i guess a, a ca can be lowered somehow with the stock suspension correct or do you need some kind of a kit
0: so it really depends on what you optioned your car from the factory. Wow. Most guys do a front lift Z51 and or MagRide. If you have that, um, your car has factory adjustable coilovers that can be turned down three quarters of an inch with our coilover spanner wrenches. Um, that will take care of the rear. If you do not have front lift, you can lower the front the same as the rear, three quarters of an inch with the wrenches. If you have front lift, we designed a collar coupler that replaces the factory collar on the front shock assemblies. Replace it with ours, and that matches your three-quarter inch drop on the back. Um, If you have a base model, no front lift, no mag ride, non Z51, then we do offer a couple conversion kits. Whether you upgrade to the factory Z51 shocks and struts, um, and/or you can upgrade to like a KW coilover. Um, We also worked with Hyperco on developing the, it was the world's first lowering springs for the CA Corvette, Um, and that was a very, very long project in the making and running it on our car, multiple track sessions, daily driving sessions to make sure Um, Everything quality-wise met our expectations before releasing that to the public.
1: I tell you, you really got to educate yourself before you order one of these cars because there's always that (laughs) little thing. Like, I got MagRide and Front Lift, but I didn't get Z51. I thought, I'm never going to track the car. But just little things like that double setting, that double tap on the Z mode button, you don't have. Uh, I didn't... Who would know? You know? (laughs) I guess, click all the boxes.
0: You don't have that. You don't have... uh... Uh, factory upgraded performance exhaust remote mode selecting. That is an option. Um, you also wouldn't have like, you have smaller brakes. So rotors yep. and pads are really limited. So yeah, there's a lot to not having a Z51 in or mag ride that, uh, definitely takes some education for sure.
1: And another radiator, I believe.
0: Correct. You would have a radiator radiator behind the passenger side door on a Z51.
1: Hey, what has been the hardest product for Paragon performance to develop?
0: Uh, The most hair-pulling one, I would say, is the front bumper bezel lights that we just recently came out with. Those uh, are awesome. (laughs) Yeah, our uh, technician, Alex, has actually installed four in the last seven days on uh, cars that have been driven to us locally. I had one guy from down south. I have another guy from Kansas and then two local guys. All within the last week, he's been installing them um so that was definitely just from day 1 starting on it and kind of what brought that to life is all of us here appeared owner of a younger audience so the jdm market was something we all grew up with Um, So we all kind of knew, you know, lights on the front were pretty popular. And then the C8R race car was also an inspiration where a lot of guys saw that they liked that. So we wanted to incorporate that but then have it as OEM-like as possible. So that was a two-year project from starting, scanning, uh, mold fees, multiple revisions, uh, plug-and-play harnesses that did and didn't work. Um, I think our engineer is pulling his hair out by the time that we finally had a final product released.
1: I would have gladly been a beta tester on that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of guys. We teased it for a little bit too long, but it built some good hype on it. Um, and it's it's something that we're very happy that we've had a very positive response on. Um, and it's very hard for us to actually keep inventory on that right now. I've got another 300 units inbound, and I think I'm going to ship. I'm going to officially sell out of our first 200 units, or we did sell out of our first 200, so I brought another 58 in. Uh, last week and those are down to i think about 15 sets so
1: huh do you ever hear back feedback like somebody from chevrolet and go you know Corey, you guys i wish we'd have thought of that
0: (laughs) uh i wish we got more of it we actually do work hand in hand with general motors on their licensing where uh we have the rights for the word corvette stingray the stingray emblem itself uh we just got the 70th anniversary so um, we will work with an individual at Jenner Motors that has actually uh, brought certain things to our attention, um, where I think they probably look back at it and say, oh, that was a good idea. But I mean, everybody at GM, you know, they're penny pinchers. So oh, sure. if, if it was something that if they were to throw in the car and even at cost, you know, they're looking at how much does it cost times the thousands and thousands of cars, you know, that all adds up. So, um, front grow guards are a big one. We just missed that market by about a month. Uh, when we reached out to General Motors about having some products licensed, and uh, to my knowledge, they actually had our grill guards were being tested at Ron Fellows with the Scrape Armor ones. And the only reason why theirs were selected over ours is because Scrape Armor just beat us at the punch. So, uh, But it was nice to know that we were being tested with them.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just got back from Ron Fellows like a month ago, and that's it. A- of an experience oh my gosh incredible i wanted to ask you how do you develop products for a car that you can't put your hands on i mean the z06 comes out (laughs) you've already got z06 stuff how do you do that
0: Well, luckily, we uh, have a close relationship to the dealership that I used to work for, and we are able to order a lot of Z06 stuff uh, because we can't get a car. We're like everybody else. Um, We'll be another six or eight months if we're lucky. So we had ordered a Z06 front bumper um, Z06 rear bumper bezel piece, Z06 exhaust um, bezel pieces, Z06 canards, Z07 canards, and we just pretty much ordered a lot of stuff for the Z06 directly from our dealership. And they were able to get it to us within about seven days from ordering. So it was kind of ironic when we started getting all these Z06 parts we're like, damn, we're just going to build our own. Yeah, no doubt.
1: <laughs> just put us so together out shop. A,
0: Yeah, so that was a huge um, up kind of up in the process on making stuff and then we luckily worked with a customer out of new york um he he called me and he said hey i need lug nuts for my z06 with carbon fiber wheels uh what do you got and i said honestly i'm not going to tell you that they work because until i physically put my hands on it i'm not telling you yes or no because i'm not going to be responsible for that it's the same factory part number from z06 stingray but until i physically confirm it i'm not gonna sell them to you um so he's like well i'll buy them i'll put them on if they don't work that's on me um and then that kind of came to the point he's like well how long do you need the car If uh, to verify that I was like, you don't look that's just give me about an hour right um, but if you want other stuff you know if you leave the car here longer um, and i'm actually looking at the z06 has now been here since middle of january and we're gonna get it back to by the end of march so we actually do have a customer from new york brought us this vehicle and we've been fortunate to have it here the last two months
1: what a blessing to play with this stuff all day long.
0: Yeah, there, there could be worse jobs, I would definitely say.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, have you, has this worked good for you guys? Because obviously, if you follow the C8 pages, every few days they'll say, oh, so and so, this is on constraint. You can't get this or you can't get that. Do they end up coming to you yep. and getting parts that they just couldn't get when the car was built?
0: Uh, I actually do get that quite a bit. The most common product that has been a constraint that we stock, um, and actually we had ordered stock in October two thousand twenty-one, and I did not get stock till this January two thousand twenty-three of the GM Carbon Flash High Wings. Um, so we had put in an order. Generally, I used to stock it. I had about five to ten units all time. Um, And then once they put that on constraint, we ran out immediately. So we had about 30 on back orders GM that were paid for. Um, And again, it took a year and several months to get it. But that's the most common product. Uh, That was a constraint item that people call for. And luckily now uh, I actually have, I think, another seven units because I just got four. Uh, of that for stock um, to ship out. So I tried to stay on top of it. Um, The most common thing right now, besides high wings, are like 70th anniversary. Pretty much everyone that has a 2023 thinks that they have a 70th, so they want to put 70th all over their car. So that is the very, very hard product right now to keep in stock as of such high demand.
1: Weren't these 70th, like only black or only white or something?
0: So the true 70th was the uh, pearlescent, white and the uh, carbon flash uh but what general motors did is on any 2023 the back window has a badge on it and there's ah. other little indications that say 70th so now every single person that has a 23 consider themselves having a 70th edition so they're making it kind of as a lookalike even though they technically don't have the true gm official uh, special edition or whatever they were calling it, 70th anniversary.
1: Tell me about you guys' uh, social media and YouTube. You're very active with this sort of thing. There's always like a new video about your products.
0: Yeah, so we understand the importance of we can make as much product as we want, uh, but customers definitely need the understanding that it's something that is not just a photo on the website or the big thing is manufacturer photos uh so we stock every single thing you see on our warehouse is or excuse me our website is stocked in our warehouse to our best extent so that's where we are very different compared to everybody else Uh, within this market that's reselling stuff or we have a 17,000 square foot warehouse where we try to stock it to the rim Uh, and I could send you a picture we literally have products to the ceiling right now really um oh yeah and I have got three pallets in there I ran out of room for so I'm getting a forklift here and figuring that out so sounds like
1: it sounds like the end of Raiders of Lost Ark where the old guys I mean that's you know it's all Corvette parts and the Ark of the Covenant you know (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah so we uh, we specialize in that and we we want to give the customers the feedback of we're not always just here to push product or sell product we want to make it something that they feel is those more personable and something that they're comfortable with saying you know what I could install that myself. So that's where our install videos are super popular. Um, we always laugh because at the end of every video, Alex, our master technician, you know, always says, you know, pretty simple install. And uh, we just laugh every time he does it because I was like, you know, Alex, one of these days you're going to have the engine out of the car showing something and you're going to tell people, you know, pretty simple install. Uh, just remove the engine on the car and it's just kind of a <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, But generally everything we saw, I mean, it is a, an easy install. I've been fortunate where... Uh, Pretty much every product that we sell, excluding the Pro Charger, I have not installed myself. Uh, And then the mirror caps, because I just don't trust myself for moving them. But that's where we have that fortunate event between our local customers and our shop cars. um, That when you do call in, you know, the person you talk to is me and I can relate to you on a personal level of installing this product rather than somebody sitting behind a desk that has no idea what they're talking about because they haven't actually put their hands on it.
1: I'd be nervous trying to swap my steering wheel, but you have customers that are doing that in their garage, I guess, correct?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, the biggest thing that happens with that is a lot of people get worried about the airbag. Um, you just disconnect the battery, let it sit for the 10 minutes. But the Torx bit that holds the steering wheel onto the colon, uh, I feel like a guy just decides to put a whole bottle of blue Loctite on that ah. bolt uh so we have a lot of guys that just either kind of rush it or they don't put the right socket in there and they just kind of uh that's their hard part um we actually had one local guy uh it was funny i had a bolt in my desk that i bought for another guy and he didn't need it um but i said hey you know you're gonna do this yourself take this bolt in case you need it and he messaged me a couple days later i was on vacation he's like yeah so I broke it. it. It's not right. It's my fault. Uh, what can you do? So he brought it to us, and he mangled it so bad. Uh, Alex actually had to use a hole saw and drill his steering wheel off of his car. Oh, oh my uh, God,. So it was just kind of a funny thing. So we gave him back a steering wheel. And we are like, yeah, you, you mangled that one, buddy. Uh, but it was nothing that we couldn't fix. But that's a very rare uh, occasion where, again, it, it is an easy install. It's just taking your time and being patient.
1: Over a factory, what do people gain swapping their steering wheels? I guess the material is totally different, but it's still square-ish, correct?
0: Yeah, so it's still actually uh, a little bit behind the scenes on that. Our steering wheels are made in the same manufacturer of General Motors' Z06 steering wheel. Ah. So we, a couple years ago, when we were in the works of making these wheels, um, Talked to the manufacturer, and we said, like, You know, what can we do? What can't we do? And he sent us a photo of the Z06 wheel. Uh, it was Z06 stamped and everything and that was two years before it was even released and he said just a heads up you can make it look like this but you can't make it look like this wink wink yeah um, so that's where we actually you know, advertise our wheel Z06 you know, replica because we designed it off the Z06 wheel um, so the big things is just guys having our wheels are a little bit of a thicker material mm-hmm. um, so they really like that feeling it's carbon fiber um, so that's another thing the guys really like dressing that up with and then we offer one that does retain heat and one that doesn't. The one that does retain heat is actually a steering wheel that we buy from General Motors, send it out, get all the carbon fiber customization done, and then you do retain that heated function. And the only thing you have to swap is your airbag. Compared to the lesser expensive one does not retain heat um, because they make that from scratch, um, but you're saving about $1,000. So it really just depends on what you're wanting, if you're wanting a full replacement or if you want to swap all your internals.
1: I didn't realize the Z06 didn't have the same steering wheel. That's that's new to me. I thought yeah. the interior it's, was pretty similar.
0: It's very similar to the bottom stamp Z06, um, so that's a big difference. And then it does have different paddle shifters because they're carbon fiber compared to the Stingray.
1: Now, you also do some things for this, uh, there's a fast Cadillac. Can you talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, so the Black wing, uh something very close to the owner's heart, being that it is the last V8 manual supercharged rural drive that Cadillac's making, uh. um, and maybe in the domestic world that's out there. So we are all big uh, manual transmission drivers. We all love them, and it's sad to see them go. Um, so when the Blackwing was being released, Jeremy was very keen on getting one uh, just for his personal um, car and collection. So he bought it. He absolutely loves it. Uh, out of his fleet, it's one of his favorite vehicles to drive without a doubt. So we figured well, we have it, we might as well make a thing or two for it because nobody else is.
1: <laughs> That's right. You might as well do it. Have there been products you've tried to make that you kind of just gave up behind the scenes like it was just too hard to do?
0: Oh, yeah. All the time. Um, Pat, our engineer, there's a lot of uh, pre-production, like 3D 3D printed product that just sits back on his desk that um, we tried. One of them was actually right when I started, um, before it was even offered, were the, uh, I called them pads or pucks for the coupes. Uh, so then when you washed your vehicle, you didn't have to worry about all the water getting uh, back in the yeah, engine yeah. Not that it mechanically, you can get water back there. It's fine. It's just I know how these guys are and they don't like the spots and cleaning it. Um, so he worked with quite a while. We tried some silicone molds. Uh, we tried a 3D printed mold. We tried a two piece, a three piece, a one piece. Um, and he got to a point of we finally had it. And uh, we sent it out to the manufacturer to get a mold quote. And the mold co- quote was just astronomically expensive. It was over six figures. And we Ooh. said, you know what? We uh, we don't need to do that. So <laughs> no. we scrapped that and moved on to the next thing.
1: Tell me a little bit, Corey. The, obviously, the, no one has cracked, the, I guess, the code of a C8 Corvette yet, where you could truly tune the thing what are you doing performance wise that is getting more horsepower out of them and not throw codes on the dash?
0: So uh, we are actually going to be releasing in the next week or two, our Paragon uh, pretty much full bolt on kit with the highest horsepower that we have found um, And the car. I'm sitting in right now talking to you is actually here in the dyno. We just finished that testing. Um, so it'll include the upgraded manifold throttle bodies, headers, Uh, intake, which is the inventory intake we just released, and then kind of an exhaust of your choice. The exhaust really doesn't um, have much effect besides sound when we're adding all those other parts. Um, But all those bolt-on parts do not cause a check engine light. You can put them on, the car will self-learn itself, um, and you're going to get the highest horsepower out of those parts getting bolted on um other parts like pro charger and stuff our other shop cars pro charge we worked with them directly um, when we just installed the stage two kit on it which has a factory ecu which is unlocked um, by a company called trifecta so we do have a truly tuned ecu in our other shop car and that fixed any of the issues or concerns that we were having
1: i didn't even know that was a thing i didn't know anyone had tuned one yet
0: Yep. So they, uh, so Pro Charger stage two is a factory ECU that's unlocked and tuned. Um, and then, uh, little birdies told me that Callaway actually has the accessibility of tuning the ECU, uh, given Callaway's and Jenner Motors history together. I believe Jenner Motors have given them the rights. Ah, I got you.
1: Hey, last thing I'll ask you about, uh, Adam's polishes. You sell a lot of that. What sets them apart from the rest?
0: um it's a little a little bit of a sore subject to be honest we're actually discontinuing the adams products um it was a popular brand uh especially throughout the corvette world it's one of the um kind of corvette official licensed products if you say it's offered directly from general motors uh but adams does not allow for selling on online so they ah. will only you're in order to sell adams you have to do it in person it's kind of an old school motto and uh We, unfortunately, are no longer going to be offering it once we sell out. So if you want Adam's stuff, it's the best time to call me because I'm going to pretty much give it away. I got you.
1: Well, give us the website and your social media stuff right quick.
0: Yeah, so the website is Paragon Perf, which is short for performance. Dot com. Uh, we are on YouTube. We are on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I think we're going to make a Reddit account. Uh, we're kind of all over the board. Uh, and the nice thing about it, if you call or email in, uh, I'm the guy that you talk to. Uh, and I work Monday through Sunday, pretty much from bell to bell, from 5 a.m. until 10 or 11 p.m. at night, pretty much answering people to stay on top of it. Uh, Jeremy Boyson's also an individual. He answers a lot of the emails in the event that I can't. Uh, but between any of our social media platforms, the chances that you're not going to get somebody to get back to between me or Jeremy um, or Justin on YouTube within an hour or two, or pretty slim to none.
1: Man, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. I really appreciate it, big time. Hey, happy to help, anytime. Thank you so much. Just Unplugged, we'll be right back here in just a minute.